Hello and welcome. My name is John Michael Collins. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. The music you just heard is fun, upbeat, and kind of depicts me. It was provided by my friends Marino and Noah Correa, who are part of a company called Cinema Sonic. Head over to their website down in the description to find out how you could get quality audio and visual works for your next project. So the last week for me has been fairly, like, wild. I told someone that it's been wild. And I don't even know how to define what wild means. It's just, there's all this stuff. It kind of makes you dizzy. I got to be a zombie. That was fun. Not for the show The Walking Dead, unfortunately. But I got to learn what it was like. And it was actually kind of creepy. Because I'm just standing there kind of with my neck angled to one side. And just like making jerking movements with it. Not like shivering movements, like you're cold. But then also doing the same things with your hands. And you're like, ah! And then your body. And then after a while of doing that, you're like, oh my goodness. I look like a zombie. I feel like a zombie. This must be what it feels like to have no soul. Because usually when you're a zombie, you're like affiliated with someone who stole your soul. Or just killed you. But I, I'm alive right now. Because you're listening to me and I was able to edit this by the time you listened to it. So, yeah. There is that. I went to an audition. It was actually really cool because I auditioned for a celebrity and I made him laugh. I was so, so nervous leading up to it, but then I did it. And I got comfortable with the thought, you know... It's okay if you screw up your lines in an audition, because the audition isn't about delivering your lines perfectly. Like, a friend of mine told me, it's like pretending that you are someone who walks into a room and you say, like, you have, like, a cake in your hand. And if you walk into the room, I was just nervous a little bit, but I'm not nervous. I'm just talking really fast and (sighs) also I'm cold, which is funny because in this recording area. It shouldn't be cold, but it is cold. But cake, when you walk into the room, you want to like make people be surprised. Hey guys, I got cake. Check it out. Who wants some of this cake? Or if I walked into the room like, hey guys, I got cake. You want some of this cake? That's boring. So I really got over this hurdle and I'm excited to implement it when you when we can start going to more and more in-person auditions. But I still have to, like, you know, work on doing that when I am doing a self-tape, which a self-tape is like you recording yourself doing an audition for nobody but you, but actually you're recording it for, like, a bunch of whoever to watch. Like, you don't know who's going to watch it. So there was a lot of time leading up to this audition where I had the script. And it was just like one, it was like 40 letters. I don't know how many words that equates to, but it was like a line for a commercial. And that's been on my mind a lot. So we'll see how that goes. It's just so interesting about a whole bunch of things in life. And I'm just talking right now because I really haven't talked to anyone or myself in the last however many days about just like you know being I'll be talking to my therapist tomorrow 
And it'll be nice because, you know, just being. It's nice to be you and be in the moment and be present. Speaking of being present, I am pretending that I am handing you a present, like a box with a wrapped bow, and then you take the lid off, and inside you find the reason that you're here right now, which if you are just joining this podcast, which is, you know, the thing inside the box, this podcast is a personal and therapeutic tool I call a vocal diary. It's a space for me to process thoughts, explore stories, and post them for those who might be interested. Hopefully inspiring someone. I'm not doing this for any type of social gain or to be a better human. Episodes 1 and 2 talk about who I am, so please give them a listen if you haven't. A quick disclosure that going on tangents may or may not be involved. This show is conversationally true to how I speak. And another shout out to EDC Crate. I haven't been wearing the cologne as much because I'm just in my head a lot. And when you're inside of your head all day, you don't really have any time to smell things. You know, like stop and smell the roses, which is a phrase to like slow down in your life. But it hasn't felt like I've been doing that recently. It's just the last week between the two things I mentioned and also, like, being on my computer all day, typing like a cat and working a lot, which is cool. EDC Crate. Their cologne is awesome. They have other products that I also believe are awesome. I haven't ordered them, but I do believe that they are awesome because I've seen pictures of them. You can go over to their website, edccrate.com, and use coupon code GQT15% if you're interested in buying anything. Which, speaking of buying something, I bought that cologne, so I'm going to roll it on myself really quick. (sighs) It smells good. It smells so good. And I would say that I have only used maybe 10% of... No, that's not 10%. Maybe 15% of this bottle. One, two, three, four, five, six. What is 100 divided by 6? Okay, 16%. Pretty, pretty close around there, so we'll just stick with 15%. So here we go. To when I made a giant snapper bomb. So last episode I talked about fireworks. This also has to do with fireworks, but it's kind of like there's no fire in it. It's just like a spark. It'd be kind of cool to be able to see this on like a microscopic level to see what's exactly happening. (sighs) So a snapper bomb. If you've ever bought fireworks, you've probably bought those little snapper things. Like it's probably the size of your, your thumbnail. Which, by the way, this topic is, I think, like, 8th or ninth grade. There's, like, I don't know, gunpowder or something in there that there's this reaction that happens. Not gunpowder, because that's super explosive, I think. It is super explosive. But what you do is you take the snapper and you throw it at the ground and it makes, like, a pop sound. Or not a pop sound, but, like, a firework sound. A sound that a firework makes. So, there was one point in time, 8th or ninth grade, I think, where I bought a whole bunch of those snappers, and I made one giant snapper. So, if you don't do this very carefully, (laughs) it could 
probably like go off and like hit your arm or something or your face. Which, by the way, wear safety glasses whenever you do anything that has the possibility of something moving through the air at a very quick speed. Like, I heard a story of someone flying like a remote control helicopter and one of the blades flew off and actually like hit them in the eye or the face. And another story where a child was on a street in California and they had this piece of metal and they were like picking pieces of moss out of the ground and either the moss or part of the piece of metal broke and flung up and hit them in the eyeball. So, be careful, always. I know it's, like, uncool to wear safety glasses, but they're very, very important. But the snapper bomb, it's like a little circle, and you throw it, there's a whole bunch of stuff inside of it, and it's wrapped together, so you can, like, hold the part that's wrapped and throw it, and it goes bam. So I'm in a giant one of those. I took apart a whole bunch of the tiny snappers, And I made one giant one that's probably the size of your fist. If you like ball up your fingers to make a fist. Or maybe half that size. I threw it from a balcony. This was most likely a bad idea. But I was in 7th or 8th, 7th, 8th or ninth grade. And I threw it off the balcony. I don't know why I did it. I don't know why kids do what they do. I'm starting like that example right there. I'm just thinking back now. It's like, why did I do that? So if you're a parent, make sure you supervise your kids and teach them how to be safe. I fortunately was safe, and I did not get hurt, and nobody got hurt. But you always be safe in doing whatever you do. I can't control what you do. (laughs) (laughs) To when you smell too many chemicals. A chemical is all around us. Everything that you see that was built or manufactured or fabricated or sewn, not sewn because I don't think sewing requires chemicals. I'm diverting myself from going on that tangent. And while on that tangent, I'm going to go on another tangent to get back on topic, even though I'm not very far off. I worked at Boeing, and believe it or not, an airplane requires lots and lots of chemicals and lots and lots of materials to be made. I am grateful that we have airplanes, but it takes a lot of effort and work to build one. So when I was at Boeing, this was in 2020, I was around chemicals a lot, and yes, I chose sometimes not to wear a mask to prevent me from inhaling certain chemicals, but I inhaled certain chemicals, and I would encourage you to not do what I did, and if you are ever around chemicals, to make sure you are in a ventilated area, which I was, but also make sure that you are using personal protective equipment, PPE, which... Here in the United States in the last year, we have heard so much about with COVID. (sighs) But what happened is I smelled too many chemicals and believe I got 
a slight case of asthma. Asthma is where your bronchioles in your lungs, the tubes that go down into your lungs that like air goes through, at the end of those tubes are these like balloon kind of things that are I believe called alveoli. Are tiny air sacs in your lungs that take up the oxygen you breathe in and keep your body going. Although they are microscopic, alveoli are the workhorses of your respiratory system. You have about 480 million alveoli located at the end of the bronchial tubes. So you can imagine if you're a smoker. I don't know how cigarettes work. I just know that inhaling anything other than pure oxygen, I believe is not good for you. Maybe oxygen, breathing oxygen to a degree isn't good for us. Because we do live in a fallen world, and in this fallen world, they're like, death is inevitable. Without going into that anymore, you've probably heard stories of when you smoke, if you smoke, your lungs being coated with tar, a black, like, sticky chemical buildup thing. You can imagine that being coated on the inside of these bronchial tubes and these air sacs, if the air sacs are like clogged, there's like really no way to unclog them. And that can lead to a lot of problems. I'm guilty because I have smoked tobacco. I took like half a puff of a cigarette and I used to vape. Like roughly a year after I stopped doing that is when I heard about all these different things Vaping is bad for you, so don't do it. Okay? Okay. I mean, like I said, I'm guilty. When you smell too many chemicals, they are bad for you. And specifically this one that I was smelling, it was a cleaning chemical. I don't know what damage it did, but fortunately I got some testing done. I don't think it really did anything bad. Too harmful. But every now and then, I have this cough. <clears throat> which I don't think is related to COVID, that is what happens if you, can, if you breathe in chemicals, like a lot of them. It can alter the inside of your body. So be careful. I'm giving a thumbs up right now. To when I dug that snow tunnel. Ooh, goodness. This was cool. So a lot of these stories, I've mentioned my friend Simon. He is probably one of my best friends, and we have gone on a lot of adventures together. This one specifically, there was this snowstorm in Colorado where school was canceled. I had like maybe maybe three feet of snow in my backyard, I think. But Simon and I, we were just like digging in the snow parallel to each other, like one right next to each other. If you think of the number 11, both numbers are parallel to each other. If they were perpendicular and you put them on top of each other, it would look like a plus symbol. <laughs> and then we dug toward each other. We dug a little hole so we could like see each other's face through the wall and between our tunnels. And, um, yeah, so like, I'm doing this intentionally, but, um, Hmm, and yeah, if you don't know what filler words are, filler words are the things that you say in between sentences where you 
are trying to think of what you're going to say because you don't know what you're going to say next. And you just keep saying random things like, but, um, yeah, so, like, and, um, but, so, um, yeah, like, and, but, so. Simon and I, we dug our tunnels, and then we dug a hole so we could both see each other through it. And we tried talking, and it was so cool because it was such a confined space. The sound couldn't really travel in there. We had to yell in order to hear each other. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Or maybe it's because we were in such a compact space that the sound was just getting absorbed. I think that sounds physically correct, but I could be wrong. But if you do that, make sure that you dress very, 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 very warm, because it's going to be very, 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 very cold. It's a lot colder than like if you just walk outside in shorts. It's going to be colder than that, because you are surrounded by... 360 degrees by much colder concentrations of temperature. And also be careful because you could get stuck, and that would be bad, and there is little oxygen in confined spaces. To when you get a muscle cramp. Have you ever heard that joke? Who won the 1983 Kentucky Derby? And then you, like, hit them in the part of their leg where... It gives them what's called a charley horse. It, it's kind of the same feeling of like hitting your funny bone. I think that's a muscle cramp. Your muscles, mus- muscles are very cool things. I saw a picture of, or like a graphic of a muscle one time. It's cool because you can like feel them. You could kind of think of like individual strings that together are attached to your bones based off of the electrical signals that you, so you think, and then your thought, your brain somehow transmits an electrical signal from that thought to the muscle that you're trying to control. The muscles either contract or relax. Do an experiment. Hold your hand up, just like stare at your hand. And if I look up to my middle finger, I want to, wow, this is cool. I want to move the tip of my middle finger as close as I can to the center of my hand. But until I make it happen, it's not going to happen. Okay, I'm moving it. Ah, I did it! But here's a lesson. I'll try to convey it clearly. In life, if you want to do something or you need something to be done... You need to put in the energy and the work to actually do that. I really, 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 really want to thank you from the deepest part of my heart for tuning in to this episode. If you liked it, please share it with your family and friends and anybody and everyone you know. Also, if you don't mind, head over to my website, which is my creative portfolio, johnmichaelcollins.com. Thanks for listening.